And welcome to Comic Talkers for Comics. It's always the top of our discussion. My name is Brandon. And I'm William. And today we are joined by a very brand new guest. Um, you know him on TikTok as Joel the Geek. Please welcome Joel to the podcast. Joel, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Well, not a problem. What was it? What was it? It was a fun, what was it? it we we talked a few weeks ago, talked about you getting yeah. you on the podcast and what was it? And what was it? And we just really bonded off really good comics and everything and ha- what we have and what we don't have. Um, so we're glad to have you on. So Will, tell the fans today what we are doing. What we are doing is we are kicking off our next series month uh we are doing dr strange and we felt that uh strange to give our opinions on what our favorites were okay yeah so we're doing our top five storylines of dr strange mind you keep in mind these are our personal picks these are not going to be everybody's picks um so what was it? Without further ado, we're going to actually have our guest start us off. So Joel, okay. tell us what your number five is. My number five, I, I don't know the actual like storyline name, mm-hmm. but I just call it Strange in Space. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's a great pick. I've heard of that. Yeah. That's how I used to call it. It was just Strange in Space pretty yeah, much. It's a, it's a more recent storyline, but it's a really great idea. Like he did, like it was after this huge storyline where like, magic sort of like was sucked out of the, the marvel universe and so he went on a journey to find more magic and realizing that there's magic in other places in the universe not just earth and so it was sort of a really cool like him getting to see the rest of the space and the rest of the galaxy and the rest of the universe and then just the whole interaction he has with galactus was just so, so profound like it was like not out of the, out of the ordinary him coming to like make his own like like meeting a woman who uses science and magic and him understanding the two are connected and how he makes his own like weapons. Mm-hmm. Like he actually becomes like a, a blacksmith in a way yes. and starts making and forging his own weapons. And it was just like, that is just Brent's chest kiss. Something different for the character. You know, it's not just the, my hands, look, I can't use my hands. Or, <laughs> hey, did you know I couldn't use my hands and now I'm a sorcerer? because there's so many like especially the older older stuff where every once in a while in the older issues it's like he has to explain again why my hands are working <laughs> so it's it nice to have like a storyline where he's not like my hands oh. it, it, it's so sad and i agree with you because it seems like every story we get of doctor strange we get that repeat of a story and then now it's like everybody has watched the movie it's kind of like you don't need to do this again and again and again it's just like uncle ben's death with spider-man we don't need to see his death yeah. every time you know my we, uncle's dead <laughs> oh no spoilers Great. my de- <laughs> uncle died yeah <laughs> for a book that came back out in the 1960s but <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing with dr strange like he had his first original run and then he had another run and then they brought him in other stories and every time it was like well did you know how i became a sorcerer it's my hands that didn't work oh. it, it, it's it's just hilarious to watch him do that it's just like come up with something new come up with something yeah. different it's like yeah and that was the thing when this run occurred it was like oh no he's gonna like has to go through a journey with his hands again and they're like nope we're not doing that yeah he still knows how to use his hands they're okay but he's not staying on earth and it was just like oh that's different and like wrote a story with him just oh my hands are fixed oh. yeah. <laughs> did you know what happened to my hands <laughs> it's like no <laughs> no great pick dude that's an awesome pick all right well let's jump to your number five all right so for my number five i decided to go with uh triumph and torment oh um i'll admit it's on my list but it's like way higher so i'm not even going to talk about it yet so (laughs) yeah i mean i i enjoyed it I, th- I thought that it was a nice uh, touch to have him um, working alongside Dr. Doom mm-hmm. and showing more dynamic to that character. Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought it was very engaging being able to mix the two worlds and see how they interact more. Well, which is cool because Dr. Doom does dabble in the, in the mystic arts. So like 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to spoil what's going on in, in strange comic books, but like he he really wants like more magical power just as much as he wants wants like science. So right. like it makes sense that the two characters will intervene or interact with each other at certain points in their storylines and stuff. So I, I think that's really great. I think one of the best scenes of that story, what was it, is when they had the comp- like the little competition they did with the Sorcerer Supreme and you actually see Dr. Doom competing. It was one of those things. It was just, and what was it? The only two that survived or like made it through it was Dr. Doom and Dr. Strange. So it's just one of those things. It's so interesting to see it. And not only that, you get a different side of Dr. Doom. It's not your typical, oh, I'm out to just, you know, take over the world. He's trying to save his mom. So it's an interesting story to really see see Dr. Strange, like change his view of him to make him realize like, he is a tormented person. He is somebody who has suffered a lot, you know? So he has to like understand that, okay, Dr. Doom just needs some help. Then he just goes back to his egotistical way. So it was just like, <laughs> but mind you, I think I love the writers of that story. Roger Stern was one of the main writers of that story. And uh, Mike Mignola, the guy who pretty much drew and created Hellboy himself was a good artist of that job. So yeah. And you get to see Mephisto. So anytime you get to see Mephisto, <gasps> it's not like you where they hinted to him all the time. Right. And never is him. You know, <laughs> what was it? WandaVision, they hinted to him and it was just Ralph Boner. You know, you have, <laughs> you know, Ralph Boner is a power to powerhouse. You got to watch out for that guy. You don't know when he's going to show up. <laughs> oh, man. No, great pick. Well, all right. I'll jump to my number five quick. Uh, it, I'm going to go like Joel. It's going to be a recent run. But it just ended in January, and it's kind of led to the newest Strange. I'm going with the death of Doctor Strange. Mm. Now, it kind of sounds morbid. I'm sorry, but let me explain why I chose the death of Doctor Strange. Again, this is a five-issue arc. Um, release started last year in September and ended in January this year. Um, just give you a little, like, kind of a synopsis. Able to defeat supernatural and interdimensional threats no other hero is equipped to handle. Strange was the only hero standing in the way of powerful new villains eager to claim Earth as their own. When he unexpectedly dies, who is left to protect the Earth and keep the mystical evils at bay? And most importantly, who killed Stephen Strange? If he couldn't stop them, who can? It's an interesting story. It keeps you on your feet. Kind of keeps what I love is like the spirit comes back and it's like, oh, well, Doctor Strange can't, you know, created me. So in the case like this, I'm here to help, you know. It, it just shows you how important Doctor Strange is to the universe or Sorcerer Supreme, period. It shows you how important it is. Um, it's a murder mystery. So anybody who loves murder mysteries, this is the perfect story for you. Um, sets up the newest Sorcerer Supreme, Clea, who's in the new series. Um, what was it? What was it? If anybody doesn't know, Clea is Doctor Strange, a strange wife, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, you know, I feel like, you know, for me, I've always looked at Doctor Strange, and this comes from a guy who doesn't read a lot, like not into Marvel as much as I am into DC, but I've always viewed like Doctor Strange, they kind of sided him, like, mm. oh, you're just a side character. That's it. And it just shows you he's more than that he can be so much more than what he is and two i think jed mckay who wrote this story is setting up to be probably one of marvel's best writers right now yeah i think he did a really great run on that and having to take on that role of okay so like it makes me wonder did he say to the marvel i want to kill dr strange or they said hey we want to kill dr strange you want to write it like that's what i want to know is like yeah. who was the deciding factor on this being the book he really does right like that's a defining thing to have to like put on your resume as a writer in comic books well, i killed blank character well, just like tom, <laughs> i guess when you can look at jed mckay is you look at tom king tom king mm-hmm. does all these stories that you go why would you write something like that like like you have yeah. mr miracle who is supposed to be a new god and he's suicidal you know, you have Adam Strange, who's this little space ranger. I like to call him Buzz Lightyear of the DC universe. And they make him a war criminal or try to make him look like a war criminal. Yeah. It's so interesting to see it. And that's why I agreed with you. I agree with you 10, 110% there. What made Jed McKay go, hey, we're going to kill Dr. Strange. And then we're going to make it Clea. You know, Clea is now the new Sorcerer Supreme. The world may never know. We may never know that. And, right. 
if you're listening, Jed McKay, please come on the podcast. We would love to interview <laughs> that. We'd love to talk to you about this and what made you actually decide to do this. So, alrighty, let's go ahead and jump to our number four. So, Joel, let's go ahead and start with you. What is your number four pick? My number four is the other recent, before the recent run, is the Imperial Cule, um, essentially who destroys who's going to destroy the the magic in in the universe and i thought it was a really great run and it has one of my great my favorite one of my favorite um artists and a really great writer so my favorite artist chris i always say his name wrong i don't know if i'm saying it right i think it's chris bachelo or bacalo and written by jason aaron and there's a really cool idea of this idea that there's this entity out there that's slowly been going through all the different dimensions and not just like destroying like but just like not just like conquering things but like destroying all like all magic in the dimensions that he goes to and he's and he's doing it for a vengeful reason and ha- and then you learn all these things going along because in this run they talk about um there's a price to magic mm-hmm. and you don't know and you think oh is this the price of magic and then you find out no this isn't the price for magic but it's part of the reason there is a price for magic because of what happened to this character and how he became who he was and why he destroyed all of magic and mm. just how sad that was. But, and then also finding out this really dark secret that Dr. Strange has had for the longest time, my whole run, I loved in the whole run, they kept like hinting at something in the basement. There's something in the basement. We don't go near that door. We don't look at it. And they brought in a new character who's like this, this just this random woman who just was like, I think there's something wrong with me and I think I need your help with it. Yeah. And like, and then just her like, why don't we go in the, what's going on in the basement? What happened? What's in there? Yeah. So I really thought that was a really cool introduction to a series. And of course they also brought in a really, another great character, the dog. I mean, the Basset Hound, he's just yeah. a great like side, this ghost of a dog who still acts like a dog sometimes. Like, why am I taking you for a walk? Like you're like, that was a great story. Like story where like he's taking a ghost dog for a walk and he's like, you don't even you don't even need anything. Why are we going for a walk? I don't know. I just want to. I need. I, I miss it. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a good story. I I actually just read that recently and I mm. enjoyed it. It it was just one of those stories that just like it, it introduces you to weird elements with Doctor Strange. It's not just yeah. oh I'm just a sorcerer. No, it's like what was it? I think isn't that the book where you see him like walking in the streets and he's doing something but then people are looking at him like what are you doing yeah kind of like he looks like a drunk yeah. walking and he's actually yeah. trying to save somebody so yeah. it was really cool because you got to see a little bit of new york and not just him in new york but you got to see hit you i think it's either in the first book like you're seeing new york through his eyes and mm-hmm. just all the things supernatural he sees right and how he has to like help people which in a way they it's really cool in the and the, the not with not wanting to spoil it, but in Clea's comic book Strange, you get to see that again. Yeah, like she's trying to help at the street level, and that's what I love about this storyline that that Jason Aaron did was he tried to make Doctor Strange sort of a street level character within those first few issues. Like he's not just going to take on the big giant threats. He's not just an Avenger. He's not just like the Defenders or something. Yeah. He sometimes has to do things on a street level, and he sees someone that's got something bad. He's going to take care of it and it goes back to that idea of him being a doctor and like he needs to when he sees someone that's in trouble or in need of help he should help them and he wants to right um and it's really good i love i love that kind of stuff that went on in the storyline completely unrelated thing is uh i accidentally hit the voice capture on my phone while you were talking and it captured it on my notes and the only words that came out were take me I think the phone likes what you're saying. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> your phone needs to understand that I already have a phone and my phone would be very jealous. And I, I cheated on it with someone else's phone. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> Don't tell my iPhone. I'm going to put him away. Turn him off. Uh, no, Weary the Weird made my honorable mentions. It did not make my list. And it's just because I feel like there is other you know, it's a good story. And I, that's why I couldn't not just leave it off my list, but it was just one of those. I just felt like there, I feel like I'm more of the serious one. So it's kind of like, okay, even though my number four is like the most comedy one I have on my list, but even then it's just one of those. It's like, okay, maybe put it here. 
that's mm-hmm. it you know yeah, i blanked for a minute because of my phone but way of the weird was actually my number three. Oh, you want to join in well on that one yeah you know that that's the thing with like most of the ones that i chose on my list i kind of liked more of the out there stories mm-hmm. that like out there tackled, story like that too yeah. yeah it just tackled more different stuff like the stuff that you wouldn't normally see from dr strange mm-hmm. so yeah it, it just kind of intrigued me because it was definitely an out there story i i didn't i don't really have much more else that i can add on to how you described it but yeah it was pretty enjoyable for me no what was it that's what i said it and i agree i think that was the best part of the story is it's like joel said the the how he looks at new york and how he sees it and that was one of my favorite things is like i said it's like when he's moving through the streets and he looks like this old drunk and then people are just like looking like what are you doing and then you realize what he's really doing it's kind of like how superman stumbles every time and goes saves and every time he stumbles or falls it's like he's going out and saving somebody and then comes back like nothing so it's just an interesting story so i really enjoyed it and i love how like just how creepy things can really get it's not yeah and that that's the thing i liked about too is in a lot of the other comic books whenever strange is going to do something he leaves his body and he's just astral projection and then Mm -hmm. his body's just randomly laying somewhere right Right. while his de- astral projection is doing all the work so it was really cool that it like instead of it being his astral projection doing it and his body is just like sitting in his sanctum and sanctorum mm-hmm. he's literally like out in the street doing something weird and people are like uh okay i'm gonna do something else yeah. <laughs> that would have been a funny thing where like if you if you think about this concept where whenever he does go into the astral form if his body was just like had a different personality oh that would be interesting like he has an altar that goes and does other things yeah what was it you know like you he start- works in a museum or something or you know <laughs> it's it? it, it just I his name is steven like, i could just see like villains like mordo and stuff like wait till he gets to his astral form and then he goes and like <laughs> you know, tries to get over <laughs> Because that meme, that meme I said sometimes seen where it's Batman punching someone, they're like, Hey, I think you got him. You want a piece of this? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those. Don't let Doctor Strange just ask for form. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's so funny because, like, I love, I, I'll admit, when it comes to the movies, I love how they do it. And yeah, they did a great job on that. And sure. it's just funny when you see, like, an in game when they do it to the Hulk. And he's just, and what I love about that, it's bruce it's so interesting it's not even the hulk it's bruce and it's just yeah. like, and it's just like he's even looking like how the heck did you do this like what what's going on here you know <laughs> and then in no way home how he does it to peter and it's just like what was peter that? still is like controlling his body yeah he's yeah. like you're not supposed to be able to do that <laughs> yeah. spider then, sense baby and he says whatever peter you just Jingle. did don't do again please don't <laughs> he just takes off <laughs> so, it's just Ooh. one of those it's so interesting yeah, that's my number four, though. I did find the way of the weird, but it was hard to pick, make it number four. But there were just so many other ones that I'm going to talk about in a few minutes that that's the reason it's number four and not higher. Right. So, no worries. All right. Yeah. Well, so we already got your number three as well. So what was it? We're yep. skipping over you when you come to number three. What's your number four? All right. So for my number four, uh, I chose uh, Doctor Strange versus Dracula. I, again I another that. one of those out there being associated with uh people like can you still hear me yeah what was it you might want to repeat sorry about that fans we had a little technical okay. there so go ahead and repeat what you were saying yeah so a lot of the times when it comes to characters like dracula usually they get associated with people like blade or some like other characters that are more into the uh, paranormal type stuff, not sort of the mythological and mystical type stuff. So just seeing the interaction with Dodge uh, with Dracula, seeing how uh, they how they tie it in and how they like fight is it's a pretty interesting like concept. No, that's a good pick. Well, what was it? It didn't make my list at all. Uh, it didn't make mine at all either. Yeah, yeah. Was... Actually, looking it up and seeing it, I'm like, oh, 
that's really cool like i think i saw it in passing one day and i was just like nah because i'm not a big vampire guy so i was kind of like yeah pass on it and then it was i was kind of curious if it was going to make your list will or not because i know you're all into the horror um vampire kind of stuff so that's why i wanted to yeah i'm glad it made your list um no great pick will so yours was dr strange versus dracula okay all right my number four is my only team pick um i have a team pick in my honorable mentions but it's not really a team it's more of him um my number four pick um is a 2005 to 2006 run um i'm going with defenders indefensible i love this story i told you guys i'm going to bring a little humor into it but um synopsis for anybody who doesn't know wong is possessed by nightmare dormammu and umar are in a holy unholy alliance the hulk and submariner are at each other's throat and silver surfer is uh surfing can Doctor Strange <laughs> reunite the defenders and save reality as we know it only the ancient one knows for sure this is a synopsis off marvel's website so please bear with me that was so funny when i heard the silver surfer uh surfing because of the that he was a side character too it's like they didn't have nothing to do for him so it's like here just go do this for anybody who doesn't know defenders is not the original defenders was not the netflix team it's not luke cage it's not iron fist jessica jones and daredevil it was doctor strange hulk um submariner and silver surfer it was an interesting lineup because submariner is a punk you know whole <laughs> go smash and silver yeah. surfer is just one of those like what is this you know or what <laughs> which which just like the the netflix series they were all doing it like reluctantly like they all were like okay well i have this problem and it sort of connects to what you're doing and then you're happy so okay i guess we're a team right and they don't really ever like event originally i don't even think they called themselves the defenders they didn't even recognize they were like a team a team they were just working together right and the comic book was called the defenders it was just sort of like okay i guess we're like i guess we're doing this together right okay and then like they go their separate ways and the team never was seen as that like the team was never seen as like announcing our new roster of people right. come right. to our event where we share you with right. who it's they are like, it's not like a fantastic for vendors they just work like yeah. you said, reluctantly together and i think that's what i now the real question is who's the better defenders if uh, you had to really guess now you got the difference that's like a whole nother show dude yeah when you really look at it, that's the whole thing it's like when you really think about it it's you know you got dr strange's team which is more power while you have daredevil's team where it's kind of like we're just city heroes we're out here street level yeah Yeah. which i think that works more for what the defenders are supposed to be you know like dr strange and them is kind of like you gotta just make your own like justice league dark in some ways and just go rule the universe but again justice league dark was a team and they wanted to be a team right whereas the defenders like oh i'm doing this thing and you happen to be doing it oh look so-and-so showed up and why is here here but oh, okay and that's why i think what made this run you're talking about defenders so funny is he was making fun of that fact right that they were reluctantly having to work together right and just in that 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 synopsis you read oh silver surfers just surfing somewhere yeah. like like oh we're 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 doing a oh we're doing a team up i should well i'm surfing right, right now. now can i can we can we wait <laughs> no it's just one of those it's 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 just funny because it's what was it it's like i said it just shows you that dr strange doesn't have to be by himself he can work with other heroes and just be as good as others and and it also shows that dr strange can be a leader this is just shows you that he can bring these guys together to take on a big threat like dormammu nightmare and umar Mm -hmm. it just shows you how powerful these villains are and how he can assemble these guys to make a team but yeah then after that it's kind of like oh we're just gonna make the daredevil team and then that's the new defender yeah which i think they did make a run where the defenders were leading up to the before the tv show where the defenders were a street level group of people but there was still magic in it right so this is the first time it's been non-magical defenders right which i think is again i think when it comes to this what the defenders are supposed to be i agree i love daredevil's team and the fact Mm -hmm. that they're street level they're not your typical hey you know we're got all these superpowers it's like no they just be non-superpowered people and do their job well they're superpowered but they're superpowered in a way that's def- like literally is defensible right like 
their powers are used to defend against things. Whereas with Dr. Strange and the, the group you're talking about, it wasn't as much as defending as they were on the offensive because there was something that was going to happen to yeah. Earth, and they were relu- reluctantly were the only ones around to defeat it. Right. It was, it was like, well, I think there's one run where they're like, well, what are the Avengers doing? Well, I don't know. They're not doing something. Well, what are the X-Men doing? Well, they can't come and help. What's well, Vendetta? Okay, I guess we're going to have to do this. Okay, Hulk, we're going. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you just. So we're like the A-team. Hey, we're going on a plane and, and they have to get one guy to get on the plane and they have to knock him unconscious. <laughs> no, nobody told me we were flying out of a tank. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> Here, take this cookie. Now he's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> No, so no, so my number four is defenders indefensible. So we are, like I said, we're going to jump to our number threes. We already know Willie's number three, so we're going to be skipping over him. So Joel, we're going to go right to you with your number three. So my number three is Doctor Strange and Punisher called. I think it's Magic Bullets. Oh, that made my honorable mention. Oh, it did. See, cool. just like you, and why you chose the defenders is because it was out of the ordinary it was him teaming up with someone that you wouldn't normally have him see teamed up with Mm -hmm. and just the fact that he's trying to work with this guy who's just not in the best shape ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the punisher really has some horrible motives for what he does and just what he does in general and to have dr strange who's both a doctor and literally sees that people's lives are important mm-hmm. and he really doesn't want to kill anyone having to team up with someone who's who makes it his point to want to kill everyone and i think the um, writer and artist on this john barber and and andrea or andrea barakadar i'm probably destroying that name they did a good they did a great job of telling this story that's very like standalone mm-hmm. it doesn't connect to anything else there, and there's all these other street level stories that are like this that are bigger. Like right now they had this whole thing with De- Daredevil, which they sometimes do every year where they have this big thing with Daredevil and the street level thing. And this was a street level story where it was just these two characters. What would happen? Literally, what would happen if you had Doctor Strange and Punisher in a room together? Go. And that's really what it was. It was like, what would happen? How would things go? And what would they be doing together to like do this? And just how they like learn to work together and see de- their different points of view, especially Punisher seeing Dr. Strange's point of view. So I thought it was just a really great storyline. I really enjoyed it. I wish it was more than just four ep- issues. Like it was just so good, um, but it was still really good. And overall, I thought it was fun and different. What was it? They should now- I just keep picturing the line from uh, from the movie Hot Fuzz where- uh... <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just keep picturing that line where it says you're a doctor, deal with it. <laughs> it it's one of those stories that, what was it? it? It's like you now, since Disney has all the Marvel Netflix shows, that's kind of like, you should do this. Just like a one shot. Like, Oh my gosh, like have was, Pun- Punisher and Doctor Strange like connect up. Oh my gosh. Why wasn't that a what if? But, but do you want me to be honest about this? They could really make a, you know, how they had the Marvel team ups. And they could seriously, because look at Doctor Strange. Look who he's worked with. He's in Spider-Man. He's worked with Spider-Man. He worked with so many characters. You can yeah. do him and just make him the point of person like, oh, hey, I'm going to introduce a new character to the world. Or, hey, yeah. I found you in our multiverse. What's going on? You know, in our Yeah, and, and it was, I think they originally, I think in the past they might, I don't know for sure if they did. You can always check, we can always check, but. I think there might have been a what if with the two of them in it. And this was great because it wasn't just a what if story, which is usually half a comic book or just one comic book. Mm-hmm. They decided to make it for, like really the um, Marvel was like, yeah, let's make four issues out of this. Let's make this a run. Right. And I thought it was great that they did that because you got to, exp- like I said, they got to explore magic and they got to explore the themes that go with Punisher, which are very dark and they're, and they're both dark for different reasons. Like, supernatural is a dark thing and then what punisher does is very dark i mean every i tried i at one point i tried to do this some um storylines about characters that were made into tv shows and movies and i was going to do the punisher one and as i was reading all the different punisher comic books i was like oh this is so dark this is so dark and i feel so depressed now i can't do this <laughs> like for Funny, me when you when you when you mentioned supernatural uh, I was thinking it's kind of like the difference of darkness levels between Supernatural and The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Well, not even like even Supernatural versus like Buffy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like 
they're they're in that same area but they're they're handling it and then what they do with it is so different right yeah but in this case though the punisher he has nothing he never does anything supernatural or magic so for him it was like that was like the part that made it weird for him in that first issue he's like i don't know what you're doing right because like when we go back to like the 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 way is weird he's not seeing some of the things at first that dr strange is doing he's like what do you do like I don't see that. Yeah, it's like he just sees a bad guy and he's shooting him, and he doesn't see that the <laughs> demon's controlling him. Yeah, it's, it's, one of those, it's like going back to the way the weird. I just love how like Doctor Strange is seeing like these demons like suck onto people's faces, like aliens and stuff, and it's just and they're just like, and then in the normal world, it's just like yeah, yeah, and that's with Punisher. Like Punisher's like, I'm gonna shoot him, and he goes, No, 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 don't shoot him. There's something else there. And he's like, I don't care. I'm shooting him. Yeah. <laughs> it is such a good story. I read in. I I think I ran into this. I think when it first started coming out and so I picked it up, I was like, you know what? I'll do it. It's in my collection somewhere. And it's just, it's just funny to read it. Cause it's just like, you would never think those two would work together. And right. Like, and it, and it, it didn't, it, like, it's not something that would work long-term, but it would have been interesting. Like if they were to do another defenders, mm-hmm. like going back to defenders, if they were to do another like defenders series, it would be interesting if Punisher was in that series, just how he would handle things. I, what was it because he no. was in the defender series period or like in the show he was in or oh he was oh i forgot about yeah, that he was or he wasn't on the team but he had episodes Dude. with them where he was like well you guys or like one of my favorite ones is when he's sitting in the cafe and he's just looking at him like what are you doing <laughs> you know all of a sudden it's like daredevil just like freezes it's just <laughs> it's just it's just shows you like i what was it was it i would love to do a punisher month one month because that's one of my favorite characters i know i i'm more into the dark depressing characters just because it's so interesting i do i find him interesting too but when i I sat and read a bunch of the comic books back to back it was just so much in a week to read and just left me feeling so like oh my gosh have you you read the marvel knights version or the i did that was one of the ones i picked up from the library to read and i read that and i can't remember the other one i read but it was just like (gasps) i need to read like i need to watch something that's pretty and fun and fan i went and watched gummy bears afterwards i think because i needed something that was like (laughs) light and positive and had zero dark horrible things in it because it was just (laughs) i think i did that with the joker movie when it came out and i watched it i went i gotta watch something good now because i'm so depressed and i think i put on a disney movie or something i was like here we go this is light and then it goes dark and i'm like I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, this was a bad choice. You know? but, Let's watch yeah, Disney that's... to get rid of the darkness. Bambi's mom. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> that was so weird, Will. <laughs> right when you said mom, it started glitching. So it like, yeah, it sounded like you were doing no from um, Star Wars. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's my number three. It was hard because it was a real hard trip between the way of the weird and this, but this trumped it a little more because of the fact it was a short run and it was something that was just out of the ordinary which was great to do with both characters so no uh no great pick joel that's a good like i said it made my honorables did not make my list um so my number three i think comes from your number five arc with the strange in space arc it's harold it is when dr strange decides to tell galactus hey i'll be your herald to save the earth but in the process it's like oh let me give a little synopsis quick before we go right into it dot strange herald of galactus when an alien sorcerer demands Stephen strange's help saving his far off planet from galactus the world eater in ends up banished to the dark depths of the mystic realms now strange his powers depleted must undertake a rescue mission like never before what effects will consume will consuming other realities planets have on galactus dimensions are destabilized as the comic balance is upset and now it's up to the good doctor to make sure the world eaters bout of interdimensional indigestion it doesn't destroy all that is and with a with a new other dimensional feast and an unholy alliance galactus has never been more terrified in this story why i love this story is that again he offers himself as the herald but what i love about him offering it is it betrays what he's sworn to do as an Avenger, and not only that, what he's sworn to do as a doctor. Yeah, he's yeah. Supposed to save people, not harm others. Yeah. And in the process, yeah, he saves Earth, 
and he saves a couple planets, but in the process is risking so many other lives. Yeah. So it's so interesting to see it. And what was it? What was it? Not only that, what was it? With Galactus eating or consuming a cosmic villain, he is a terrifying monster as it is. Yeah, Dormammu, like Galactus is already terrifying as it is, but then to like make Dormammu like this thing that's worth eating and destroying, which in a way it's, it's, they don't talk about this, but the recent gar- spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy fans, if you haven't read the recent comic books, Dormammu appears in it yeah. and made me realize wait, that's connected to what just happened here because right. if that Galactus didn't do that and Galact- that's the only way they got Galactus back into this universe. So really what happened was Dormammu still used Doctor Strange to get something from him and it was to be back in our dimension. And it was right. just like reading that, that, that those, those, those um, issues of, of Do- Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it, 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 They're calling back to this story without being like overt about it. It's so interesting because that's what I love about the story too. Is I think I forgot who ghosted Dormammu, and he's just like, "You don't think I realize that this is happening? Like I understand, and we, yeah, I know we need to fix this, but how? Like it's just one of those yeah. stories." And that's what I love too is that Doctor Strange makes packs with characters you don't usually see him yeah. make packs with, yeah. and it's such an interesting story. And I love the art of the story. I think yeah. the art is amazing. And I think, what was it? Let me look at my notes. I have it here. Scott Koblish's, I think the Barry, artist looks like. Um, yeah. Barry Kitson. I got Barry. There it is. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Mark yeah. Wade was the writer, which anybody who loves Mark Wade, please, or loves the story, go read Mark Wade's stories. Um, he does a long. Actually, long one of those issues, actually, Barry wrote one of those issues. Issue yeah. number 13. He actually wrote that and did the art on it, it looks like. I think 13 was where he offered himself as the yeah. hero, if I'm not mistaken. So, Good job, Barry. You just made us all happy. Right. It was just an interesting story. It really is. It just puts you in a situation with Doctor Strange where he's out of his comfort zone a little bit. And not only that, okay, how do I save this yeah. Earth? Or save- and he's not going, did you know what happened to my hands? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, kill my hands. Right? <laughs> That's my deal. Oh no, my hands. Yeah. Wait, we need to talk and stop about talking talk about my hands before we finish the plot. What's it wasn't any of that. It was out of it. Like, holy crap, this is yeah. new. You know? <laughs> it's burning my hands now. <laughs> like, yeah. it's Are my hands supposed to have a rash on them? <laughs> yeah. It's it's just hilarious to read. I agree. Going back to that, it's just hilarious to read Doctor Strange. It's like every story, they have to recap his story. <laughs> it's just like yeah. our book club that we're doing for this month is The Oath. And <laughs> <laughs> they literally do that it's just... i skipped i'm gonna be honest with you when i was reading it i skipped that page i was like yeah i know that let's just move on <laughs> that's why i was like for anybody we'll just get to that later just watch the movie just watch yeah. the movie you're fine yeah. at that point you're gonna yeah. know why we film um <laughs> so, anyway so number three for mine was harold it was cool. i just felt like this was probably one of the best stories reached other than death of dr strange recently that was just really good and it just puts Doctor Strange in a whole different situation where he's just more than just a side character. He is a main character. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and jump to our number two. So let's go ahead and start with Joel. Joel, what is your number two? My number two is a team book and it's a team book that is is, an, is and isn't a team. It's um, the Sorcerer's Supreme. Yes. When it's Essentially, I like to say it's what if the Friends cast were all sorcerers? <laughs> it, it's okay. So, for anybody who doesn't know, tell us what the story is. So, the Sorcerer Supreme is that um, Doctor Strange finds out that there's a dis- there's something destroying all the Sorcerer Supremes through time, and so he gathers all the Sorcerer Supremes you can find to defeat this this menace which um there's a surprise ending for that but i we won't give it away because i want you all to read it mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a great idea because you get to see all, all the other people, people besides him and the ancient one that have been sorcerer supremes because for the longest time there was always this idea that oh he's called the ancient one because he's been the ancient one and he's been the one forever but like actually no he wasn't there's been two before him and who's going to be the one after him which sort of plays into the whole idea of what if when dr strange dies who becomes the next sorcerer supreme right. so spoiler alert clea is not in the mix no no <laughs> but it's just more recent run yeah Clea's and it was just a great storyline because you got to see these different people and how they used 
the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme. Mm -hmm. um, there's one of them who's a Native American or indigenous tribal member and just how she connects to the powers that she knows and has power over and how she uses it. And then later on, she's gone on now to have a, her own um, comic book, which was a great run. I wish it was more than three issues. It was like three or four issues, but it should have been like more. But that's a like that's another character right. completely. But it was just great to see him and all the other Sorcerer Supremes and how they use their magic and being the Sorcerer Supreme and how they interact with each other and do things together and work as a team. And and it was just great to see the characters in it, him in a different way and these other characters and the ancient one in a different way than you're used to seeing. So I just thought it was a really great like team book because it wasn't like a normal team as you would know. So it was really great. I enjoyed it. Oh, that's a good pick. What was it? That was my last one that made, so pretty much Joel has pretty much three stories that made my honorable mentions, <laughs> all three of the stories that made my honorable mentions. So when we get to that point, you guys already know, I'm not even going to have to discuss about all three of these. Joel <laughs> did a really good job in describing all three Thanks. of these stories. Yeah. Um, Willie, let's jump to your number two. So at first when I chose my number or two uh it was because i did enjoy the story quite a bit um now after all the things that i've heard you guys talk about i'm kind of reconsidering it but <laughs> i'm just gonna go ahead and keep it as my number two so my number two was the oath i'll join in right now the oath was number two for me so, oh wow so, so i'll yeah. tell you this you want me to tell you the funny story before we get literally yeah i kind of i kind of like <sighs> Literally, it came to a coin cost for or a coin. No cost. way. And I love my number two. And if you guys pay attention, Willie had a story on his list that was his number five that oh was up gosh. there for me, too. So when it really came down to the oath and the pick that come came earlier, I flipped a coin. It was so And for anybody who doesn't know at this point, you guys already know what my number one is. It's triumph and torment. But it literally came down to a coin toss because I love both wow. stories. It was so hard to choose between the two. And I just felt like, you know what? I love that story more because of the fact. So I was like, okay, the oath is going to be my number two. So cool. what was it? Willie, if you don't mind, I'll get the synopsis quick and we can kind of jump. Yeah, right go ahead. Um, Dr. Stephen Strange embarks on the most important paranormal investigation of his career as he sets out to solve an attempted murder, his own. And with the most trusted friend also at death's door, Strange turns to an unexpected corner of the Marvel Universe to recruit a new ally. This adventure that will take the Sorcerer Supreme from the underworld of the New York City to the deadliest dimensions on the outskirts of reality, while firmly establishing him in the current Marvel Universe and setting him up to join this, a surprising new team. So... I enjoy the story well. I know you have, I know you've talked about the art. You're not a huge fan of the art. Yeah, the art is what really drew me away from making this number one. If the art was just a little bit more cleaner and had like more dynamics to it, it probably would have been my number one. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much the only reason why I couldn't, other reason because of the hands. Hand. <laughs> I didn't even think about it when I was when I was reading through it, but it's like yeah, Willie, Willie the hand focus. Like, <laughs> I will say I do like the addition of uh him wearing the gloves, right? Because yeah. there's been a few like comic issues where he's always wearing gloves, and yeah. I think that does kind of create like kind of a self conscious awareness that he has for it like he knows that his hands are messed up so he kind of hides them right and it's it's people don't realize that just like the cloak and the the um the eye of agamotto those are magical items right and those are there to help him do that and they they barely bring it up in the first movie because at the end of the first movie he has the gloves on and then he has his appearance in the avengers movie and he has the gloves on but they don't really talk about that that's part of what he's doing to help with his ability to use his hands to do the magic he's doing. Right. Um, and it's one of those things that does get sometimes lost in the shuffle of all the things he does. Like, can I address something quick before we really continue with this story really quick? Have you ever noticed that in Doctor Strange, 
so what was it it's a side character but i think it's like benjamin bratt's role in the story where he's mm-hmm. healed you ever wonder why dr strange just doesn't do oh i healed my hands with the magic and that's it and then to me if he can do it then why can't you at this I, I just watched it a few weeks ago and I, I know why because you have to remember the ancient one in the mcu was drawing from the dark dimension and so she was teaching people to draw from the dark dimension so dr strange is like okay so you're telling me i can draw from the dark dimension to heal my hands but that's a bad idea right. so because he doesn't do that he's now trying to find other mystical things available to him to do that without having to draw from the dark dimension and destroying his soul right you got a point there i i just always wondered that because it was just one of those things i was saying i was like instead of complaining about your hands just stink and heal them at this point yeah. like there's yeah. it's like you know you got what was it? it's just hilarious and i think too that was one of the big things i love about the story is the main villain you know it's not well book came out so many years ago at this point it's back about over 14 years ago yeah is the guy who operated on his hands yeah that's yeah well, i wanted to get into that when we did the actual book club so yeah that was a that was an interesting arc in that story because there's that point in the story where he's 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 trying to interrogate that one guy and all these all of his villains are being thrown at him right and he's like okay i get it you are trying to distract me from what's go- really going on so i really need the truth yeah agreed what was it um willie let's jump to you quick why did it make your list why did it make your number two like what was the points that you loved about it uh i think mostly just because of two main facts one it kind of shows a a struggle in his mind where like where is his priorities like Mm -hmm. because it all has to do with the focus of uh they i think they find out that wong has cancer or something and he's he's dying Mm -hmm. so it creates that kind of struggle to figure out do you want to save your best friend or do you want to save the rest of humanity right and then the the other dynamic that kind of caught my eye was it did have to do with the villain how it makes you like when you learn more about the villain is he really a villain like because the reasons that he's doing what he's doing and why he's and had invented invented this cure because like it, it makes you wonder about like is he really a villain because he is trying to help people it's just he's doing it in his own way right right it's it's kind of like one of those things like dr Sh- or um mr freeze we you know how we yeah. Look, oh yeah how we look that's at, a yeah. good point oh, it's I like how that. we look at mr freezing look at him and go is he really a villain or not because yeah. he was betrayed he was an incident that was caused by the company who funded him was one reason why he, he is who he is and what does he do he wants to just save his wife he doesn't yeah. care it's one of those villains i always say if batman can convince a villain to make them realize you could go about doing this but in a good way, I think Mr. Freeze would be the greatest person. I think he would start realizing, just like in the Batman Beyond series, just like in the cartoon series, where he's willing to sacrifice himself at points to help Batman. Because it's like, Batman's never done me wrong. Mm -hmm. Batman's always tried to help me. And I agree. I think with this, when I started reading it too, it was just one of those things I was like, he is pretty much a Mr. Freeze. It it is essential, central that, because it's, what was it? does he do this or does he do this? And, and it's just the same thing. It brings up two good dilemmas in the story. I agree with you, Will, where it's not just him. It's Dr. Strange given a dilemma. Does he save mm-hmm. Wong or does he save humanity? So I'm sorry. I, I'll admit right now, I'm not spoiling it, but I do think I hate to say it this way because I love Wong and I love you know saving humanity, but I think Dr. Strange chooses the wrong pick. Because when you really look, but we'll get to that later, because I actually have a good point to bring that up um, for our book club. Uh, Ooh, and it's going to a video game. So I got a good point to bring up about that. Um, and it's what uh, that involves the Spider Man video game on the PS4. So I'm going to bring that up later. Uh, but it's a thriller. It kind of keeps you on your toes. The story really does keep you on your toes every inch. It's just one of those like, what's going to happen or what's yeah. really going down. 
one of my favorite scenes in the stories when he's facing the main villain and he puts a spell on him where you can't use your magic for three minutes. Oh my gosh. So it's a great fighting well, scene. Well, I think there's no, I think the, the villain does that to Doctor Strange, not the Tim to the villain. Oh, I think it was something I think affected both, if I'm not mistaken. Right. It affected both of them, but it was just like, it was a great, like, thing that you never see happen in the books right to dr strange because they focus on the fact that like he uses magic just like the run where he goes into space mm-hmm. he doesn't have the magic as much anymore so right. he has to find new magic and so he has to figure out other ways of doing things right and that's what i liked about it too i i put i i'd have to honestly say if i was to do an honorable mention this would be one of my honorable mentions just because of those same things you guys brought up um, because it is a story that's very interesting it's a standalone story but i like the fact that they brought in a character who isn't used that much and i'll talk about her more in the book club is yeah. the night nurse but yeah. they they bring into they bring up the idea of why she's called a night nurse when she actually has she is an actual doctor and i love the way they they talked about that you know well that was it, one of my favorite scenes is when he has the astral for me he's sitting there like like nitpicking her like yeah. you're supposed to be doing this and then she's yeah. like shut up let me do I know what that. I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. I, by the way, I'm not just a nurse. That's just a title, Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things I love about it. So, yeah. Um, let's jump to Joel. Joel, was there any other than the ode? Was there any honorable mentions on your list that you would recommend to readers? I think the Defenders run you talked about, and also another Defenders run, which is a recent Defenders run, which is also a really great story because it, um, again is about um, other dimensional stuff and ha- the characters that are chosen to be it are some characters we don't really see very much in the universe. They're more obscure characters. And it also connects to things that have to do with um, the creation of the Marvel universe in universe creation, meaning like how the universe was created because we talk about Galactus and that the Galactus isn't an actual character born in our universe. He's from a past like there's the idea that our universe is expanding and was created well there was something before it and that's where galactus comes from so we get to explore what that universe was that he came from it's a recent storyline and i love the way they brought in a little more spiritual um stuff into it that a lot of people connect with nowadays and it was just a it was just a really good like journey epic journey kind of story i loved so that's my honorable the only honorable mention i really have yeah all righty Willie, what about you? What what's your some of your honorable mentions, or did you have any? I didn't really have any honorable mentions at first, but after I was done hearing you guys talk, I decided I would throw the defenders in there as well, because I do like the defenders. Okay. I, yeah. Especially the TV run. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so I I've already mentioned mine. What was it? Joel's already talked about all three. That was his number five. His number four. And, or not as number five um number four number three and number two um the way the weird um great story i think again joel did a really good description of the story quickly uh magic bullets was just as a weird team up that you never thought was going to happen and the sorcerer supreme i actually love that story so i'm not going to go too much into that so joel let's jump right to you what is your number one pick my number one pick is really really odd um, and Doctor Strange is not the main character. It is what if magic was Sorcerer Supreme? Hmm. It's a one shot, which I would love for them to do, like even a little short four issue series on. So the premise is there's this point in the in magic story in the recent X-Men comic books where she noticed there was something wrong with her magical abilities, that they were bad. They were, they came from a place that wasn't the best. She didn't know how to, to do it. So she, she, so magic's mutant power is actually teleportation and mm-hmm. she can just, she can teleport through time and space. So she teleports to Dr. Strange when he was younger and says, I want you to tell me about how to make magic work better because she's like, I'm not doing well at it. And where I get my powers from is not the best place. So this is what if Dr. Strange found her when she came from that dimension with her magic and decided, I'm going to make you my apprentice. And then it shows her learning how to use her powers very differently. And how when he dies, she becomes the Sorcerer Supreme and everything she does as a Sorcerer Supreme. I'm As I'm talking about it, I'm getting goosebumps. It's just... 
like magic is one of my favorite one of my favorite mutants x-men and so it was just like a great one shot and the whole time i was reading i was like this should not be a one shot this should not be just one issue they need me to make more of this and for me it just was the best version of sorcerer dr strange because it wasn't just about him going oh my hands they don't work and this is why (laughs) it was like hey i see something wrong here I'm going to help you. And the best way I know to help you is to help you be the best version of you, which means you'll be better than me. And I think that yeah, that's already better be. than him because he don't have messed up hands. It's like, right? Yeah. Well, she has a me- she yeah. was abused. So yeah. she has trauma of a different, right. he has physical trauma. She has mental trauma. Yeah. But like he saw this and realized, you know, I'm sure Professor X can do well with you. Well, we're not going to get into my feelings in Professor X, but he was like, I'm going to take you under my wing and I'm going to show you and help you because you need this. And I love that story so much because it was about him, but it wasn't about him. And it just, it was just a great story. I just, that's my, that's my number one. I pick. can say that more happening now in the MCU since now Disney owns Fox. And right. I actually, oh my gosh. Uh, that would be amazing if they could do that. Oh, I mean, I, I mean I, if I, they did it, if they took her story and made a TV series out of it, it's six issues her origin story and it would make a great it would make a great six six watch we're gonna get her in a doctor strange movie all of a sudden be my great credit (sighs) or something and it'd be like i don't know i mean i don't like to speculate but that would be fun but anyway that's my number one pick i think for for this all righty well what about you what's your number one so for my number one i decided to go with a separate reality so uh separate reality is Here's a quick synopsis. Uh, on with the cloak of Leviathans or cloak of levitation and all seeing (laughs) pardon my language. (laughs) We're on, we're we're too good. (laughs) This is going back on with the cloak of (laughs) (laughs) because we did that so often, we were like. Oh, it's not. It's part of the script. It's like it's not a script. It's notes. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Go all right. So, armed with the cloak of levitation and the all-seeing eye of Agamotto, Agamotto. Is it Agamotto? Agamotto. I forget how it's pronounced. It, Agamotto. It, it, it's like um, avocado, affogato, agamotto, agamotto. You know. Yeah, it's kind of like almonds and almonds, or tomatoes and tomatoes. It, yeah. it kind of everybody. Agam- the eye of Agamotta <laughs> Uh Doctor Strange defends the planet from mythical menaces and godlike entities while working to strengthen the barriers between our world and the another hostile world, other hostile realms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one was pretty interesting just because of the fact that it kind of ties in uh kind of the Lovecraft mythos. Mm-hmm. So cool. he, he, it has him battling against those different kind of entities that you would see. No. And I, I just thought it was very interesting. It's a one of the most out there and different uh, ideas. Like, I don't think there's ever been um, any... I could be wrong, but I don't think there's been any other a uh, Marvel character that's battled against Lovecraft uh, creatures. Yeah, I don't think there has been another Marvel character. I, I when I think about the Lovecraft creatures, I think more of um, Hellboy doing that, or maybe something from like DC. But you're right; like, I don't think any other Marvel characters have gone to that kind of level of stuff. That's really cool. Was it? No, great pick. Well, what was it? That is a great pick. I was saying, I was like type of reality and you were giving me yeah. this okay now i kind of remember what that was all right but yeah that's the whole reason that i chose that over the oath was like i said because of the um the art style because mm-hmm. uh the oath it was more like cartoonish looking mm-hmm. to me whereas separate reality it has more of that classic style but it's all very refined it's mm-hmm. it's done very well Okay. No, great pick. Well, um, same thing with me for my number one. When it comes to Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom, uh, Mike Mignola's art on this is just fantastic. It just really brings out 
how devilish like even i look at the same way as how joel mentioned how magic could be the source of supreme i don't look at dr strange being the main character of the story i look at dr doom being the main character of the story and how he's trying to redeem himself not only redeem himself so let me give you a little synopsis um willie you've mentioned it as your number five um so i'm not going to go too much into it but i will give the synopsis and kind of give my reasons for it too um, every year on Midsummer's Eve, Victor Von Doom clashes with the forces of evil in a vain attempt to free his mother's soul from hell. Only when Dr. Stephen Strange, master of the mystic arts and Earth's Sorcerer Supreme, is convinced to join the fight does the outcome have any hope of changing. But first, these unlikely allies must journey to Mephisto's infernal realm, where they find the, the, that the cost of one soul may be more than they're willing to pay. Um, it's such a great story because I think, again, you get such a great redemption arc for Dr. Doom. Like, I think there was an interview, not an interview, but like, if anybody watches um, Kevin Smith's um, comic book, man, there was a couple episodes where Dr. San Lee's on there. And he's even admitted when he created Dr. Doom, he was not supposed to be a villain. Because like he says, is there really any rule saying you can't take over the world? There isn't. So he says he's just an arrogant guy, but even then, he's not. Doesn't make him a villain. And it's so interesting to hear that, and especially from the creator who created him. It was such an interesting tool. But this is such an arc where you find that Doctor Doom, you know, is trying to save his mom, and that's all he wants. It just shows you a different side of him, and not only that, again. I, it's like we talked about with how Dr. Doom is trying to be like the Sorcerer Supreme and stuff. He uses more technology than he does magic. And even then, now he's trying to do more with magic more than technology. Um, what was it? And like I said, one of the favorite scenes of the story is when Cynthia Von Doom's spirit comes out. So the deal was supposedly if Mephisto, what was it? If he was able to free her, then Doom had to sacrifice Strange. Mm. and what was it and so he does at first but like his mom rejects him because why would you do something that selfish why would you do this for this and the process you know dr doom finally frees strange and the process is mom's soul or doom's mom's soul is released and goes to heaven so doom doesn't get what he wants which is to have her alive but knows that now she's more at peace. It's not in hell, anything like that. Um, like I said, Mike Mandola's art with Roger Stern's writing is just fantastic. This is a one shot. You don't have to know. I wouldn't say you, you do need to know a little bit about Doctor Strange, but if you know that he deals with the, you know, the dark depths of, you know, like hell, things like that, mm -hmm. it should be okay. I think mm -hmm. people can jump into the story knowing, okay, I can read this and understand it you know and it's a very odd mix-up just like we said with punisher and doctor and doctor strange this is doctor doom and doctor strange this is a villain and a hero so it is such a great story so think what was it so these are our top five picks of doctor strange storylines thank you joel for or thank you yeah. joel. sorry i really <laughs> Um, thank you, Joel, for joining the podcast. Please tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, I'm all over a lot of social media. So the two biggest places that you can, well, three biggest places you can find me are on YouTube as Joel the Geek, where I talk about comic books and I do cosplay. Um, I'm on uh, social media apps like um, Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, where I'm just chatting with other people in the comic book and cosplay community. And you can see me make shorter, smaller funnier videos on TikTok as well. So if you just Google Joel the Geek on any of those platforms, you'll see me there and you can join in the fun with me. Yeah. What was it? I that's how we met Joel's through TikTok. And cool. I, I love, I always loved your content. I'd sent it to Will. He goes, Yeah, I kind of like his content too. <laughs> Thanks. Cool. So it was, what was it? You know, that's how we met. So what was it? Yeah, it's just been a great partnership. It's been awesome to have you on the podcast. Yeah. So no, we appreciate it. And like we said before, you always hear it at every end of the podcast. You can find Comic Talkers out on Instagram and Facebook at Comic Talkers. We're also are on TikTok. Um, we just made our account. So we're actually getting in the process of making 
content for there for us behind the scenes, um, little snippets of different videos we're doing, everything like that to kind of get you guys involved. Um, also, you can listen to our podcast anywhere on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And without further ado, my name is Brandon. And Dormammu, I've come to bargain. And with his hands, you know, he wants his hands. My hands! <laughs> <laughs> and let comics be the top of your discussion. Bye!